You are listening to Wow, Wish Only Well Radio with your host, Siobhan Gross, marriage and family therapist, inspirational coach, and motivational speaker. Wow Radio Show is designed to encourage, inspire, and motivate you to be the best version of yourself. My guests and I come to educate and uplift. We come to wow to help you get on and stay on your road to greater. Today is a good day to wow. Wish only well all across the world. Let's go. Wherever you are in the good day, good people, good day, and welcome to Wow. Wish only well live television show where I am your host, Siobhan Gross marriage and family therapist, inspirational coach, and motivational speaker. Listen, guys, it's it is a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday indeed. And you know what we do on Wednesdays, guys. We wow, and by wow, I mean to wish only well all across the world. Um, listen, I am so super excited to be back before you uh, today uh, as we are uh, in the month of March celebrating Women History Month. And today, I believe, is International Women's Day. So happy, happy International Women's Day to women all across the world. I'm having some technical challenges. It looks like the broadcast is not going out over all of the networks, and I keep getting these pop-up messages. So if I seem a bit distracted or if I'm looking off to the side, it's because I'm trying to multitask um, to make sure that everyone can have access to us and can hear us. Listen, I am so excited about my very special guest who's backstage, ready to come out and get the conversation started. I'm so excited to have her as our special guest here on the WOW uh, Wish Only Well TV show. So let me tell you all about my special guest, and we're going to get going, guys. You know what? Every time something good is about to happen, here comes the distractions, but we are not going to be discouraged. We are not going to be distracted. We are going to move forward. We're going to push forward because I know that there is a word that Lisa has to share. And yes, that's right. I already told you the name of my guest is Lisa Blake, you guys. And let me introduce you to her. For some of you who may not know this amazing author, Lisa Z. Blady is a Christian author, originally from Lafayette, Louisiana. As a single mother raising her son, Lisa dedicated her heart to the Lord as a young adult and has never looked back. Tapping into her natural gifts of selling and persuading, Lisa is in corporate sales within the healthcare industry, never having dreamed or had any desire to write a book. I feel you, Lisa. Lisa pursued that project as an assignment on her life during that season of time. Lisa hopes to bring the light to parents as they journey through the creation of their child and the experience of becoming parents. And within the broadcast, guys, we'll share with you the title of Lisa's book and how it all came about. It is such an amazing book, and I cannot wait to get into conversation with this awesome, awesome author. So without further ado, let's welcome, guys, to the Wild Wish Only Well Live television show, Arthur Lisa Z. Lady. Hi, Lisa. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you today? Good. So great to see you. Thank you so much for uh, just letting me come and hang out with you guys and, and uh, meet your audience. 
Sure, we are so happy to have you here. Listen, I know that we have this awesome book that you've written that we're going to get into conversation about. Yes. But for now, I want us to just kind of talk about who you are, listen, some things that you have going on. And I believe you have some things that you want to share. I call that yes. a wow moment. Words <laughs> of wisdom, right, is what I call it when my guests have something yeah. else to that they want to share. And so listen, we're just going to jump right into conversation and I'm going to let you start off with however the Lord is leading for you to start. Okay. Well, I, again, thank you so much for inviting me to your platform. Um, my name is Lisa Blady. I'm originally from Lafayette, Louisiana, and um, I, I live in Florida now. I live in Niceville, which is right in the panhandle of Florida. We've got beautiful beautiful white sandy beaches and um just i love it i'm about 20 minutes from it right now <laughs> Ooh, and, that uh, sounds good i need to come and visit you down there in niceville because i love it's something about the water and on the beach the sand and the water is so calming oh me. i know yeah. i i had something pop up on my uh, social feed like one of the memories and stuff of me being on the beach a few years ago, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's so time. <laughs> Take me back to that place. Just yes. just walking, walking down that that long, you know, deck or whatever, just seeing the, the water in the background. It's just so beautiful and relaxing. Yeah. But yeah so I moved here in, in 2014 and um, I have one son and he's married with three little girls oh. and they they moved here a few years later and he just kept saying, mom, that's, that's not me. I don't want to be in Florida. And you know, now, now they're about 20 minutes from my house and I have my grandchildren every weekend. So I'm, I'm really kind of spoiled on, on every wow. angle But yeah. So, you know, I was raised, um, raised Catholic. And I, I have five siblings. So we came from a really large family, which back then, you know, that was normal. And um, we, we can't uh, afford to we, do it now. <laughs> we can afford to do it then. <laughs> we, we laugh about some of the things that, that, that we did. And it's just, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, yeah. So we always went to church on, on Sundays and, you know, family of seven, we took up the whole, the whole pew. And at, at some point it's funny. Cause I look back, uh, I remember on some Sundays we would leave and we'd stop at the store and we get hot French bread and mm -hmm. some eat it in the car and stuff. And I even remember making the comment to my mom um, saying, I just always feel better after church, you know, not realizing what it was. And in my mind, God lived in the Catholic church, you know, and that's where he was. And I don't know what happened that we just kind of all stopped going. Um, but, you know, life just kind of went on. I got married, married my high school sweetheart, and we moved to California and um, still considered myself to be a Christian because I was Catholic and only Catholics went to heaven, you know, so I felt very privileged. <laughs> right. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> that we just learn and we just think. Right. And um, I remember hearing a book, someone saying, trusting God with your finances. And this is how far off I was. And I'm like, what does God have to do with your finances? You know, wow. Like, the yeah, thing, yeah. The closest thing that I came to trusting God with finances is hiding money in the big white Catholic Bible, because that was the last place that you would ever think to look. And if you did, then, oh, it's a surprise, you know. Yes. So, 
Um, yeah, so we stayed there about three or four years and things kind of didn't start to go so well uh, with our relationship. And eventually, um, about two or three years after we were married, I got pregnant. And um, it's funny when God starts pursuing you, you know, there was someone that I worked with. He gave me a book and I read it. Um, the, the Cross and the Switchblade. I always get that the, the title kind of messed up, but um just didn't really get all of the God moments and the Holy Spirit divine encounters and stuff in it. And uh, I remember walking into a Catholic church and I hadn't been in the church since I had gotten married and we all held hands and said the, our father. And I just, I, I started to feel at peace again and mm -hmm. then moved back home to Louisiana. And um, I remember my sister. And at this point, I think maybe we had separated. I don't know. My sister walked in the room and said, Hey, do you want me to pray with you? And I'm like, it's not that bad. You know, I could do this. And I have done that twice in life. And God has said, OK, little girl, let's see how you got it. You know, mm -hmm. and eight months later, um, I found myself I was at an Amway function for the weekend. And the Friday night, this man shows up on stage and he slams his Bible on the table and he says, it's God versus Satan. And I'm in this huge coliseum in Houston and I'm going, what did I come to? You know, and a friend of mine had a Bible in our room and just seeing it scared me. You know, that was all these little demons <laughs> inside. And when Sunday came along, they gave a good old fashioned Pentecostal um, sermon. And at the end, he said, bow your head. And he said, if any of you, so some people in here, you've been trying to do this on your own. And I knew he was talking to me. Yeah. And he said, but God says he wants you to just turn it over and just give it to him and let him do it. You've you know, been doing it so long and so hard. And I closed my eyes and I said, I'm not doing it. I was like, I'm not doing I am not raising my hand. And I'm having this conversation with the Holy Spirit. But I didn't know <laughs> I was having the conversation. And I said, right. um, I said, no, he's going to have me on the side of the road with this big I love Jesus sign. And the Holy Spirit said, no, he doesn't. He doesn't do that anymore. Remember? And I thought, you know what? I haven't seen anybody on the side of the road with an I love Jesus. Line. OK, I can do. And I raised my hand. I'm going to tell you when I did, it was like this deluge of water, like heaven just kind of like flowed over me. And I just cried and I cried and it just just washed through me. And not everybody has a salvation experience like that. And it was an ugly cry. Like it wasn't a pretty. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm just falling over. But I had just become so hard. And the only emotion that I'd ever really allowed myself to have was anger or authoritative or or bitter. You know, it, I wouldn't allow myself to cry and to feel vulnerable. And so it was the first step of, you know, just a years of transformation and stuff. But I just remember going to the altar and just crying. And just after that feeling like so refreshed and so good and so clean. And um, I mean, it it laid the foundation for my my myself, how I raised my son and then now my grandchildren. And God knows what we would have all turned into had I not made that decision. You know, wow. That's an amazing, amazing story. And it's powerful in the sense of, you know, how it just it just reminds me, like you said, that God knows how to get our, our attention and when. And so he put people in our play in places to kind of help us get to where we need to, to be. And it's yes. funny listening to you say, yeah, I was having this conversation, which you probably <laughs> imagine that you were having this conversation with yourself. But exactly. In reality, it was the Holy Spirit. Right. Yes. 
and uh, that was uh, leading and guiding you um, and helping you to get to that place where you need to be. And what a blessing it's been because now you see the fruit of your labor, labor, so to speak, in which you can look at your son and your grandkids and think, even your life, and say, I don't know where we would have been had it not been for that uh, moment, uh, right? Be for the grace of God, go I, you know? <laughs> This is awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So listen, I know that um, you wanted to um, share with the um, viewers today about your book. Are you ready to start the conversation about your book? Yes. So I'm in Pensacola. I had moved Uh here. I had had just moved here. And two months later, they come to me, my son and his wife come to me and say, okay, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, I'm four or five hours away from them. You know, I was so mad. (laughs) And so anyway, so uh, a few months later, whatever, I'm like walking through, uh, through my apartment at the time and the Holy Spirit stopped me. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those moments where you kind of can almost turn around and go, you know, who's talking to me. But I remember like seeing where I, I was staring at something on the, on the wall as I walked out and he says, why aren't you praying for this baby? And I said, well, I don't, I, I don't know why I'm not. I mean, who thinks to do that? You know, I never thought. Is that crazy? I never thought about physically praying for the baby in the womb. I mean, I understood after the fact, but not during the, the pregnancy. And then Psalm 139 came to me. The It says, he says, I created you in my inmost being, uh, knit you together in your mother's womb. My frame was not hidden from you. When, when I made you in the secret place, my eyes saw your unformed body or your eyes saw my unformed body. Uh And I thought, okay, like I will take things literal. I could be like a black and white kind of person and go, so he's created us in the womb. So this week he's literally creating something. And next week he's literally creating something else. So maybe it was the eyes or the brain or the, you know, the, the liver or whatever. And then I thought, okay, you know, people call us and say, hey, pray for so-and-so. Um, they have cancer or they have they have sickness or they have or people die and that they had this thing that they inherited that they didn't know that they even had. And I thought, okay, well, what if since it's being built, this is a, since being built this week, why don't we pray for that particular thing? Then that way, sickness and disease or sin patterns it doesn't have a chance to make it to the next generation. And I was like, this is so cool. And so in a sense, what you're doing is you're acting like a watchman or you're acting like a gatekeeper. So you're not allowing all of these things, you know, to pass it. Cause there's things that we know that we can look, I can look up my family line medically and see cancer. And I remember asking my dad, why don't I know my uncles, you know, the, his uncles, my the great uncles. And he said, well, they, most of them died before you were born. Mm-hmm. And it was because of cancer. And, you know, you just think, you know, that's just normal. And it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. And so and then to take it a step further would, would be to kind of look at the uh, the sin patterns uh, of a family. And mm-hmm. because you just become so well acquainted with it, um, you don't realize that it's wrong. It's, it's kind of like if you have a toothache it starts to hurt, but then you can't afford it or you just keep putting it off or you start (laughs) eating on this side or just (laughs) it becomes normal. Like it's, Mm -hmm. and that's supposed to be a trigger and a warning Mm -hmm. signal and stuff that, Hey, something's not right. You need to take care of this and stuff. Mm -hmm. So 
that kind of started that whole thing. And um, after a couple of days, I said, somebody's already done this. So let me go and look and see. And I saw a lot of a lot of books, a lot of big heavy things and stuff. But I didn't want I didn't want anything like that really too heavy or too wordy. Um, and a few years ago, I went through just really just, just some trauma. And I, I'm, I just cried the entire year. I had it, it was an oppressive spirit and stuff that was on me. And so I just remember I just bought a coloring book, literally. And I just started coloring. And this is before adult coloring books. Yeah, season. yeah. I should be a millionaire. You know, I'm always, right. always late. Yes. <laughs> and exactly. so I started coloring and um, just needed something kind of simple. <clears throat> so some idea of how I wanted it to be a um, more of a coffee table type book and stuff. And so I kind of just started some of the process of laying the foundations. And six months into it, I went to a Christian business luncheon and this couple prayed over me. And she says, are you a writer? Do you write? And I said, well, I'm writing a book. And she said, well, the Lord says now's the time for you to write this book, that this is the season and this is the moment that you need to get. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm so used to prophecy now, but like right. when it happened, it yeah. blew me away because it right. confirmed what I was doing. Yes. And yes. It just made me look back and go, you know, how many moments have we missed? that God has asked us to do something. We've made worse decisions with less information, you know? <laughs> and it was it was kind of just a fleeting idea that I thought maybe this would be cool. And so I was like, well, this is great. Like she just confirmed it. Well, fast forward the next year in January, same business luncheon, different person. She prays and she's just going at it. She's just like, God is going to speak through that book and it's going to be powerful and it's going to be bold and it's going to be you know, on and on. I'm like going, oh, my gosh. OK, so I knew that God had a plan. For this yes. Yeah. And I just didn't know when it was going to be released. And so in 2019, what one of the things that I learned was we live in the Gregorian calendar, mm -hmm. 2023, 2022. Mm -hmm. And but there's also a Hebraic calendar mm -hmm. where it has different numbers, but each number means something and they have pictures and the Hebraic number. And I'm just a blank of which one, which year it is at this point. Um, but it was a picture of a womb that was being birthed. And I said, that's it. That's when it's going to be born. So the book was released in the Hebraic year, well, in the calendar year of 2019, but in Hebraic year where it was a birthing taking place. Wow. And, and uh-huh. Yeah, and so the ironic thing was in 2020, uh, when the, the whole lockdown happened and there was um, you know, people were just unsure, there was a lot of fear. Um, you know, the book was released into a time to bring hope and oh. uh to seek prayer and uh decrees and stuff over the, the next generation. Yes, yes. And it is a um a brilliant book. This is the book, guys. If you guys can see it, I'm there you go. There you I'm go. All of the camera here. But this is the book, and it is an awesome, awesome book. It is. It's very informative, and like you said, and it gives hope because you have the scriptures there. It tells you like the expectations. I remember during my pregnancies that I think uh, the book had come out, um, and I remember. Um, my obstetrician giving this book to me, and it was called "What to Expect When You're Expecting." When you're expecting, yes, we all had it. I'm thinking like, man, where was Lisa Lady with this book? And I, you know, had my kids, you know, and uh, in the 2000s. But 
this is really awesome because it the title of the book is Sons and Daughters Emerging. And it truly is a prayer strategy for those of you who may, listen, you guys really got to get this book, especially if you're in the process of planning a family, you're getting ready to give birth, or even if you're pregnant at this particular time, or you know that you want to have kids. And this is something, you know what, this would be a great gift so just order these books. This would be a great gift for someone that you know that's having a baby, like a baby shower gift or something of that nature. This is really cool because it really is. It's like you can read it each day and it gives you something to look forward to. And then it gets kind of to help you think about things. Um, I remember looking, oh gosh, maybe, well, what was that? How, oh, I remember it was, I don't know what, which week it is, but it was, I was looking at it and I read where you talked about how we focus on the discomforts and the oh pain of, yeah, of, of getting ready, you know, of being pregnant and eventually yeah. birthing and the baby. And so one of your cues for that day was to think about, you, you talk about journaling. This is, I love journal, journaling. I'm a therapist and it's something that I believe oh, yeah. in. So this is great. Um, you talked about, you know, instead of thinking about the discomfort, but even think about, yes, the discomforts are real. You, you didn't, you didn't exclude that. You, yeah. you made it known that the discomforts are real, but you were saying, but in the discomfort, still think about the beauty of the joys. What are some of the positive things that you can still think about? Because mm -hmm. sometimes you're right. We get so focused on that moment where we're thinking about, you know, just how uncomfortable I am right now, especially when we get on up in those it was for me, it was the earlier part. I remember the first trimester was horrible for me yeah. during both of my pregnancy. And then that last month of the third trimester was was uh, hard for me. And so I remember thinking and I sometimes tease my daughter. She's born February the 17th. So I sometimes tell her like February the 14th of 2000 of the year you were born was something that I just will never forget because I was so miserable and I wasn't even thinking about just being right there in that moment. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, thinking about thinking about the beauty of what was about to happen. All I remember was selfish thoughts of how uncomfortable I am and I'm standing and people are everywhere. We can't get a table and I'm standing up here and I'm about to deliver a baby and I'm just, I'm just uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And instead of just thinking about the beauty of the whole thing that I'm getting ready to deliver, which now uh, knowing that it was a health, she was healthy, a beautiful baby, um, and even having the opportunity to carry my own child and to give birth, that's a blessing because not every woman is able to carry a child is able to give birth to a child. So that in itself is a blessing. So I love this book because it gets our minds to thinking about more than just I'm pregnant and I'm having a baby, but yeah. the whole miracle really of it all, like what happens, the goodness, the great, yes, we know about the pain, the birth pain and all of that, the discomfort. And yeah, I know typically we're happy usually when we're pregnant, but yeah. just the overall joy, like the whole experience. And if you utilize this book, you that's what it helps you to actually see. And then, right, and it gives you scriptures to think about and the opportunity to pray for your, your unborn child. Now, how awesome is that? 
Yeah. What to expect when I, you know, what to expect when you're pregnant, when you're expect, what to expect when you're expecting. Did not tell me all of that. It was just telling me about what I could expect in terms of the woes and all of that. All this normal yes. experience. Yes. This is awesome. Yeah. That's funny because I had, um, there was a friend of mine that she was speaking about um, exercise and she was talking about just eating or whatever, but she said, when we exercise, we should, we should celebrate the fact that we can move because there's some people that can't. And, uh, and it just, it hit me in a way when you said that about just enjoying pregnancy and stuff. And every time I'm working out at the gym, I I think about that, like, you know, Lord, thank you that I can move. I'm celebrating right now. Yes. It's painful, you know, but you know, I, I, I'm so fortunate for that. And I, I do remember those moments and stuff. Um, at the end, like that ninth month going, there ain't no coming out of this. <laughs> right. I gotta go through it. I'm like, yes. what am I doing? Yes. But, um, you know, you talked about um, just, you know, focusing on, and I wanted to share this scripture. It's in 2 Timothy 1, 9. Mm-hmm. And it is, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which is given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. And so I've kind of been learning Hebrew and Greek words, and I'm still trying to figure it out. I got to the first few letters of the Greek alphabet, and then I was overwhelmed. I said, oh, okay. (laughs) But I started digging into some of the meanings of these words. And so I'm saying this because it's, um, what we're thinking about, like when we're pregnant, it, it's not just about us, you know, right? Oh, there's, there's another baby that's why? living inside of us. And yeah. one of the things that I'm just not about the scripture, but when you're carrying a girl and you may have known this and maybe mm-hmm. I'm late to the party for everything. But <laughs> when you when you are about 20 weeks old, your baby is already carrying six million precursor cellular eggs inside of her body. Oh, wow. And so. That when you are experiencing something, um, if it's a traumatic event, good, let's say it's a good event, whatever, but neurohormones are released through your body, through, through your brain, goes through the bloodstream, through the umbilical cord, through the amniotic, uh, through the placenta, the amniotic fluid, and it sits in there with the baby. And so the baby that you're carrying is experiencing that same emotion, that same event as though they were directly involved. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize that, but the more the, the more real thing was because that baby now has six million precursor cellular eggs, that emotion, that event, that if it's a traumatic thing, it's being embedded at the cellular level to your grandchildren, basically. Wow. And so wow. To, to, to think of that and to use the word of God to not only heal yourself, yes. your give you peace and wholeness and salvation, but also... Uh, to speak to, because it's a seed. The enemy always wants to come and take the seed. Yeah. Always after the seed. Yeah. And so to speak to the seed that's mm-hmm. in your, your, your baby's belly and calling it up. This is the one thing I loved about my son's school. He went to a Christian school mm-hmm. and they, they held the standard and they raised the child to the standard. Wow. They didn't lower the standard. And so everyone had to rise to, cause we've got, we have that expectation. Um, right. And I won't get into it and stuff, but the, that God has for us. But in 2 Timothy 1.9, he says, not according to our works, 
-hmm. but according to his own purpose and grace. So purpose, the Greek word for purpose is prothesis. So pro means before and thesis is um, a written report, essay or a composition. So God has that written for your baby in the womb before he created me, he before he created mama, grandma, Jesus, before he created the world, he had an essay that was written out. And so sickness, disease and addictions, that wasn't in the thesis that God wrote. And so if you see that, if you hear that, if you hear anything that self-talk that's contrary to anything that God would say, then, you know, that's not from God. That's from the enemy. So John 10, 10 says a thief comes only to kill, to steal and destroy. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you know that it's him. But he came have to, to give us life and have it to the full. And life is both spiritual life and physical life. And full is a super abundant, superior, excessive. Mm-hmm. So when we say those things, know that. And when we're pregnant and we're just like, you know, it's like this baby, you know, <laughs> I'm all baby. Yeah. That, you know, God has a purpose and just decreeing the, the, the pieces and the things that he's written for our child or children to do before they um, uh, before they're even born is just so important and so impactful. Children respond in the belly. The babies respond to light. They respond to sound. Mm-hmm. So um, they're going to respond to your word. My son, whenever I was pregnant for him, I, I had a. Um, a Walkman and I had a, a tape with classical music that I played yeah. on my belly every night. Do you know he's a worship leader now? And oh, he, wow. he loves music. And I mean, I didn't know that I wasn't saved when that was happening. And so either you know, Holy spirit was directing me, um, mm-hmm. but whatever, but you know, yes, there's just so much that we can do for our baby during that pregnancy um, time. So, oh my gosh, this conversation gets really good. Someone has shared with me already that I need to expand my program time longer because the conversation just starts to get good when it's time oh, yeah. for the show. So, um, because this is a really uh, great topic, and I think it's it's such it comes at such a pivotal time too because this is Women's History Month, right? And yeah. so, one of the things that's unique to us is that we have the ability, the innate ability to be able to give birth. And so I think that this is wonderful. I need to figure out how you and I can connect to continue the conversation Mm -hmm. on this, because I think there's still so much more that we can say um, and and use your book to guide the conversation as we talk about uh, the gift that God has given us uh, in order to, you know, to, to birth forth. And even we think of giving birth in the natural sense where we actually produce a baby. But I want every woman because I do I do realize that there are some women who are not able to give birth to a child for whatever right. reason that may be. But I still think it's so amazing how we can just talk about how God has gifted us and he's planted seeds of greatness on the inside of us. Mm-hmm. So still, there's still this ability to birth or bring forth something, right? Yes. Forth. And so I just love that. So you and I will get together off screen so that we can how we can come back together to continue this conversation because I think it is, it is just something that's needed. Um, I know uh, women who have, uh, I, I personally know women who uh, lost a child um, 
and maybe have some fear or struggling with having a baby again. And so I can see how this could be this book could richly, richly bless, you know, their lives. And yeah. So, now, you know, my my yeah. son and his wife, that's actually my daughter in law on the cover. Oh, is and, it really? and they, oh. their youngest daughter. Yay. And she's, let me tell you, she's my best friend. She, she's so cute. She'll sit on my lap and she'll play with my ear. And she's just, I mean, she wants to come all the time. She told her mom the other day, she says, mama, I need a break from you. I need to go to Lee's house. <laughs> but before they had their three daughters, they were pregnant for twins. They had twin boys. And in the book, there's a letter that my son wrote to, uh, like in, as a memory to the boys. Yeah. And, on each of the pages, there's a little set of footprints. And those are the actual footprints from the baby after she, when she went in at three months, they heard the heartbeat and at four months, um, and I don't know what, the, what it was called of why she couldn't deliver, but they didn't hear the heartbeat. And at the time they didn't know they were pregnant for twins. Um, that's a whole nother story. But um, when she, she had to deliver the babies and stuff. And so they, they made the little footprints out of it and stuff. And we have them actually framed somewhere in right there on the wall and stuff. But to say like, there's some people that, um, you know, it's discouraging and stuff. I miscarried before I had my son. I miscarried after I had my son and she miscarried twins. And then a year later she was pregnant and a year later she was pregnant. And so it happens and, and you do grieve it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a loss, for sure. It is. But I love how God is so good, right? And so, you know, um, it's, it's almost, it reminds me of the story of Job in the Bible and Job, how he lost everything, um, by, but how God came back mm -hmm. and um, restored um, him. And so yeah. in the sense, and know that, you know, you've, you've had some loss, but God has also made it where you've had wins. And when we think about our lives, I think it's fair to say that we've had a lot more wins than we've had losses, but we tend to focus a lot on the loss. So true. Um, so yeah. True. And so, yeah. And so we will end our broadcast on that note. Um, this is good, guys. So listen, I encourage you, Lisa, before we go, please share with the guests how they can get in contact with you and how they can get your book. Okay. So you can, you can buy the book, any place books are sold. Um, or you can go to my website, um, my website. <laughs> it's, um, well, it's sons and daughters emerging. She showed you the book. Do I have it right there? Oh, there you go. There you sons go. and daughters emerging. And, um, there's a discount code that you can use for free. Ooh, shipping. We love discount code. Mm -hmm. I love a good sale. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and the code is wow. W O W. So make it easy. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So good. So listen, go and support Lisa. Get the book. I mean, it's a blessing. It'll be a blessing to you and to someone who you may know that is currently pregnant or, you know, planning to uh, have, listen, even a good wedding present, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to give to someone. This is good. And so Lisa has given us a discount code as well. And we are celebrating. I have my wow shirt on. I'm not sure if you guys can tell, but it's I am wow. I am wow. So I am wow. Well, winning one. only woman. So Lisa Blady is a winning only woman. She is the author of Sons and Daughters Emerging. And she has told you, you can get this book pretty much where every uh, where books are sold. And you can also go to her website, 
uh, emerging sons and daughters. Did I say it sons right? Sons and daughters, daughters emerging. emerging. Okay, yeah. sons and daughters emerging. And use code WOW. So go, go, go now, guys, and get your book. <laughs> Lisa, it has been such an honor to have you here. I love the conversation, and I do want to continue the conversation with you. But we are right now out of town. Out of time. Um, yes, I've been out of town a lot, but I yes, you have. Out of time. And so uh, we will convene again next week on Wild Wish Only Well TV show. Listen, tomorrow will be the Wild Radio Show. So hop on over to Elevation Radio Network and listen to me as I talk about something. I'm just chatting, but I'm sure you will enjoy it. Okay, guys, so this is all of our time for now. Have a good night and remember to Wild Wish Only Well all across the world. Goodbye.